I am not ready to be a pop-pop. You're not going to be a pop-pop. Somebody else is going to find a precious blessing from Jesus in this garbage dump of a situation. Did you see that coming when she sat us down here? Yeah, but I was hoping she was expelled her into hard drugs. That was my first instinct, too. Her DWI, anything but this. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 235. This is a very special episode. It's kind of like the after school special. It, uh, you know, yeah. instead of Andrew, you know, doing hard drugs and we come to him and, and try to intervene, you know, we got something else in mind for this after school special. You know, I, I never thought of it like that, but you're right. This is the after school special of Cheap Seat Reviews <laughs> where we talk about um, such fun topics as teen pregnancy. Teen pregnancy. And. <laughs> Super inappropriate relationships with older dudes with mullets and um, and uh, in really ugly minivans, yeah. So and so, tic tacs and tic tacs, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that was a female voice on here. I'm really confused now. What? Um, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Wizard Jimison. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sam only eats the green tic tacs vector. Yeah, you know, Sean, this this one's going to be hard tonight yeah. <laughs> yeah. because nobody dies in this movie. Sure. So I just have to say maybe I'll get a bunch of the runners to just trample you to death. Okay, sure. Yeah, that, that yeah. really weird kind of insight, like continuous joke. that Continuous jo- jogging. I never... I never really you are that. laying there dying. All you see is, is there things a... flapping around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. the last thing in your mind before you, you know, the the, the tunnel starts closing in. The weird part was it would take like like eight nine laps of them like running over me before I would die, you know, because like yeah, there's only like twelve of them and they were all skinny. So I was thinking yeah. of putting you on the sidewalk outside of their house in the in the ending scene. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, and uh, and Carly often eats her lunch in the trophy cabinet wheeler. <laughs> the, oh. It took me a second to remember what you were talking about. I don't want to have too many parallels drawn between um, myself and Juno. Juno's friend. Uh, Well, that's fine. No, Juno's friend was cool. I I was a I was a fan of her. She's in one of my favorite movies. Uh, She's in Dread. Yeah, the uh, the Judge Dread movie that would come later. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the same girl and very very different role for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sean, who's this this Carly person that has suddenly joined who, us? Who is this Carly person? Well, I will say this of Carly, and then I will let her um, speak on her own merits throughout the episode. But Carly um, is uh, the daughter of my boss and friend, who is a friend of the show, and yep. uh, two plus years ago said, hey, um, 
can I can I request a movie for your podcast? And I'm like, yeah, what movie would you like to do? And she said, uh, I would like to do Juno. And I said, well, it's not streaming, um, but if it ever becomes streaming, I would like to do it. And she says, well, what if I paid you? And I'm like, well, we're all kind of, you know, we're all kind of prostitutes in that way. So if you pay us, yeah. of course we'll do yeah, we're, it. We're movie prostitutes. Yeah. So she says, okay, I have here's four bucks to rent it on Amazon. And I took her four dollars and stuck it in my pocket. And, <laughs> um, and it never saw the light of day. And now two years later, two 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 years later, uh, here we are having watched Juno. Uh, in a very legal format in which yes, we were legal. able to all watch not it. Having, not having been rented on Amazon, yeah, having it, painstakingly <laughs> downloaded, well, not downloaded, imported it, encoded it, split well, it up, uploaded it, downloaded yep. it, uploaded it, and then one more time downloaded it. Well, yep. and, here, and here's the thing, honestly, is, and as weird as this is, is that like seriously the government's basically coming out saying it's now like a felony to, sh- to share your Netflix password and stuff like that. So if I rent, do what? Really? I didn't know that. I don't know if it's a felony, but like it's become like they're cracking down on it really strangely. Maybe Netflix has lobbyists in Washington that are better than big tobacco. We're going to have to start calling them. I had a random login from Oregon today. Oh, weird. So I had to go change my password. Bigfoot. So then all 30 people that use my account had to stop using it. Yeah, I remember when Sean changed his password. Yeah, well, it was because I could never watch I could never watch the movies we were supposed to do for the podcast because somebody and their wife and two daughters were all watching individual things and I couldn't participate. I'm like, well, the show is in three hours. I haven't watched the movie, but please go ahead. Let Kimberly continue to watch the great the cook-off show or whatever she's watching. Watch bubble guppies. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, there was yeah. probably a lot of bubble guppies happening. So. so, so Carly, welcome to the show. It's great to have not only an additional voice uh, with us, but to, but to have somebody who does enjoy this movie to, to talk with us. And I, I want you to think of it kind of like, you know, there's four of us here. It's kind of like having four drum majors. As long as you aren't the useless one, <laughs> you're doing just fine. Yeah. That's right. We all have been there and yeah. seen the useless drum major. Yeah. Yes. So we, we just, you know, as long as you're not that fourth useless drum major, you're fine. Okay. Well, one of us has to be it. So <laughs> is that something we have to decide at the end of the show? We'll uh, let the viewers decide. Yeah. Yeah. Email, email yeah. Sean at cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, no, it's, it's just cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm going to add on to that, Carly, and say, uh, Congratulations also for being the first female voice on our show. That's yeah, true. Well, well, not, yeah, not no. the host. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Host. Yeah, technically, Catherine yeah. was the first female voice we had, but we, yeah. true, true. we she was a yeah. she was a recording. So and and the voice yeah. you hear is not her normal voice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she can just do a pretty good British accent for someone from, <laughs> from Lenore, North Carolina. So yes. Um, so yes, but no, Carly. Carly's great. here breaking breaking down um, barriers or, or barriers. Um, I don't know. It's what I now, do. Here, here's the question, Carly. Have you ever listened to any of our other shows? No, she hasn't. No, not a single one. <laughs> okay. I, I could I could tell she hadn't by the questions she was asking me. <laughs> I didn't know how the show worked until an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I what? Tell she hasn't. She agreed to be on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, think she would listen I love to, it. Uh, I haven't. 
<laughs> yeah, gosh, that was a long time yeah. ago too. Man, what was which one was that? Do we remember? The, well, the first one he did was Days Top of Gun. No, no, Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. That's yeah. right. He did Days of Thunder, and then he did. Did he do John Wick with us? I think. Did he, I thought he did Top I Gun. No, I thought it was Top Gun and and Days of Thunder. Like he was on that. We haven't that, done Top Gun. Have we not? I I promise you, we've not done Top Gun. And, he and, would want to be on here if it was Top Gun, right? Yes, yeah. he has he has yeah. said that. Uh, multiple times that if we ever do Top Gun, that we have to have him on. It's we're contractually he's, obligated. Has he he's paid you four dollars yet? No, but <laughs> technically the recording equipment that I'm well, not all of it, but some of the recording equipment I'm using is his. So I guess he um, <laughs> he's sponsored in a way. Like the microphone I'm currently using and the interface into the computer is his. He's put up with Sean for this long, yeah. so we'll allow. He bought it. me the iPad that I'm using and the headphones. So, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, sight and sound is a is a huge contributor to the show. <laughs> um, yeah, we did, and for what it's worth, we did. Um, Days of Thunder was our about twelfth episode. Holy cow! It was that long ago. I was still a fetus. <laughs> yeah, it was our twelfth episode. Fetus. It's kind of weird. <laughs> for some reason, though, our numbering. Speaking of fetuses. Okay. Oh yeah, this movie. I was like, this what? movie. Yeah, thank like, you. What is this? It's a good segue. It's called that. a segue, Sean. I thought that was something <laughs> you wrote on. <laughs> well, I guess before we go any farther, we got to know what the heck we're watching. What what did we watch? I mean, I hopefully we've we've given Andrew enough time to pull up IMDb by now. <laughs> I will let you know what Juno is about. Thank you. Please. You're welcome. Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, an offbeat young woman makes an unusual decision regarding her unborn child. An offbeat young woman. I don't like any of that. That doesn't. Yeah, that is not. I'm sorry. As a resident Juno expert, I think I'm gonna have to chime in here. <laughs> no, if, and for what it's worth, Carly, the the IMDb, IMDb read, is notoriously bad for like, having bad descriptions. We, Let's we try are, this one. We almost have a segment on how bad the IMDb read is. That's true. Here's a, here's a better one. Okay. When pretentious teen Juno McGuff becomes pregnant, she chooses a rock star, excuse me, a failed rock star, and his wife to adopt her unborn child. Complications occur when Mark, the prospective father, begins viewing Juno as more than the mother of her future child uh, and putting his marriage and the option in jeopardy. I don't think I don't she's like pretentious. That. I don't know if I like that yeah, either. Yeah. Yep, pretentious makes it sound like she's a bad person. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, don't think he ever had strong feelings for her. I think he was just confused. I don't think he was into her. Yeah, I always thought it was more the other way. It was more she was kind of into him. Yeah. More and now he didn't rebuff that. He kind of just let it happen more. But I also don't think that the divorce happened because of Juno. No. I think... No, it was him. It was all him. It was all him yeah. in that mullet. His inability yeah. to grow up. Is that a mullet? I don't know. It, it, it's on, not that big of a mullet. On, on him, it looked kind of like a mullet. It was It was more of a, uh, <clears throat> a well, failed rock star. You, you're right. I wouldn't even call him a rock star, just a failed musician. Well, he's a dude yeah, that, he's a that, that he's still living in 93. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's you know, and like and like even Jennifer Garner's like, if I have to wait for you to be the next Kurt Cobain, I'm gonna be, I'm never gonna be a mom because that's what he was trying to be. Yeah, yeah, um, and it was never gonna happen. No, but they, yeah, I don't think either Mark nor Juno were like catching, like f- were falling for each other. I think they were just 
not really sure what their relationship was, but it wasn't romantic, I don't think. Well, mm-hmm. the only time that I thought that things were going to escalate to a super inappropriate place was when she had just gotten into the fight with um, Superbad and got into the car and put lipstick on. Because that's the first time we had seen her put makeup on in the movie. Like they, yeah. The camera intentionally showed us that, and then we knew she was going to go over there. And so I thought, the notes that I wrote was, okay... Now here comes <laughs> here comes the inappropriate thing, um, where where the relationship goes too far, and then Jennifer Garner walks in, and then things get in a, un, like more uncomfortable. Like that's where I thought was gonna go, and I was close, but not a hundred percent there. Like, yeah. When he put his hands on her hips, I'm like, mm. yeah, you're like yeah. 15 years older than her. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's so. carrying your child. Yeah. So. Ish. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> she's carrying. A child that will be yours, or I guess Jennifer's. But so, so this movie, yeah, I, you know, this was my first time seeing this. this oh yeah, what yeah, about you? I, yeah, my first time as well. How about you, Andrew? I had seen it before, but it had been a very long time. Probably, maybe I think maybe I rented it back in two thousand eight, yeah. so like ten years ago. For some reason, when I saw, I, I never saw it when it came out. For some reason, I thought this was going to be a goofy comedy. Oh no! Not realizing it was a, you know, it was more of a character study on several different characters, um, and and an indie, you know, it had a distinct indie feel, especially if you look at the music in it. Oh, and the soundtrack the, uh, is my favorite soundtrack. The band, the Moldy Peaches, highly recommend if you're into weird music. <laughs> Remind you, did you think it was going to be kind of more like Napoleon Dynamite or something like? Yes, that? yeah, because if you look at the advertising. It's very colorful. It's very, uh, you know, they, they really pump up the, the colors of the movie yeah. in the advertising. So going into it, I was surprised at kind of more the seriousness of it. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I really did enjoy learning more about these characters. Um, the, the father and the stepmother were awesome, especially were, when you... They were my favorite people in the movie. Yeah. I wanted... Dickie Simmons is an amazing actor. He is, and you want him to be the dad. You know, you want, you want him on your side. And um, I loved the idea that she found this couple that inevitably were not perfect. And, and poor Jennifer Garner. I mean, there were some heartbreaking moments in the darn film that almost just make you crack you know jennifer garner basically learning about the divorce as you know is learning it at the same time and and it's just it's it was so well done so well written there were a few times where i thought juno was a little weird in terms of it felt like the dialogue quite wasn't within character um the first time they were at their house and some of the things she said were a little i thought a little out there yeah but this movie was very well done and and I I enjoyed almost well. Let's just say I, I watched this at work, and sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'm able to to grade or do stuff while I'm watching the movie. I had to put everything down and watch this thing because I was I was that far into it. So I really did enjoy this movie. Well written, well acted, uh, well directed, and and, uh, and it was still funny. You know, even as serious as it was, it still was just hilarious. It was very well written. Well, and it's funny you keep mentioning how well written it was. It was it, that's the Oscar that it won was for best writing. Oh, yeah. okay. But the that makes sense. 
And and back to your your comment about expectations, um, we have the disadvantage of having seen Superbad and Scott Pilgrim <laughs> versus the World, and yeah, like seeing all, Michael Cera and those things. Yeah, and so then when we so when we have this expectation with this again, the only thing I'd ever seen Ellen Page in before was the X Men movies, so. And, and not I, any of those. Yeah, and I knew very little about this movie. I knew like, like weird. You knew little, she was pregnant. Well, I knew she was pregnant. Yeah, but like I, rem- I, like I knew something. Like there's a weird thing with the Tic Tacs, and I knew that uh, there was an adoption thing happening, and that was kind of it. Like I didn't, I had no idea that um, that Allison Janney was in this, and she's basically yeah. just playing C.J. Craig from The West Wing. Yep. As a mom, which I freaking As loved. a Midwestern mom. Oh, I loved it. She was, the, again, the parents were my favorite characters in this movie. I wanted yeah. 35% oh, yeah. more of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just love that their first reaction is not to get mad or angry or uh, accusatory. They're just, okay, what do we need to do? What do we, let's, let's. Well, you know, and know. at that point, what can you do? You can't, yeah. you can't reverse it. But I think as parents, though, you that's one of those things that you don't know how you're going to react until it happens. Yeah. I was i was thinking that in this movie. You know, having two daughters, this is a dad's worst nightmare. Uh-huh. This, what happens in this movie is a dad's absolute worst nightmare. And maybe that's why I liked it so much is because I know how his, he would feel in this case. And, you know, you kind of take Juno on as a daughter. Um, I don't know if I would have felt the same way 10, 20 years ago. I think I associated more with Juno than um, the father, but I think that's also because I'm a 20 year old female. Yeah, yeah, and we're all old dudes. I kind of hope so. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all old dudes with 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 kids yeah. of our own. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I would say I, yeah, in ahead. this in this movie, you know, I I agree with everything Sam said, but and. Carly, I'm, I may hurt your feelings, but Michael Sarah seems to me to be the same character in every movie he's in. The awkward teenager. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he's like 45 now, but he's uh, he still acts as the awkward teenager in every movie he's in. But he, but it felt right in this movie. It you did. Know, it it I mean, wasn't it over the top. But like, but, and and I, I haven't seen anything that he's done recently, so I can't say that he. But the the is, interesting part about his the interesting part about his character is because like because Ellen Page her range in this movie is so wide, right? She's she's snarky, she's sarcastic, she's funny, she's sweet, she's angry. Like like her acting range spans the the scope of what humans feel. And Michael Sarah expands the scope of the emotions you feel when you're pregnant. Right, which I've yeah. seen, we've all well, the three of us have seen. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we've all seen that and lived it. Um, but survived it. And survived it. That's a good word because we all have. Actually, we're all, we're all fathers of two. That's interesting. Um, so anyway, but Michael Sarah is one note. He has one yeah. note, and it's just the um, uh, okay, oh, okay. Just, that's wizard, like. Like, like even wizard. like even the the weird sex scene was just like it was the same note right like it's just he's just I don't know like I, I think it's a I'm not complaining against him I'm just saying it was he, a it's a funny he had two notes because he was when he found her after she gave birth and he ran all the way to the hospital 
Yeah, that was it was a sweet moment, and yeah. that was, it, and it, it was. I'm glad that he did it. It showed that he does, in fact, care about her and does love her. Um, but it was still. He didn't. He still. He didn't have any dialogue. He just kind of walks in awkwardly. You know, J.K. Simmons walks up to him, and I like, would have punched him. Yeah, that was like it was almost a moment where like, he wanted to punch him in the throat or strangle him or something, but decided that at least you showed up. You're showing up, so you're doing the right thing. But see, Juno didn't tell him about it for God's sake. Well, yeah, you know, it's not his fault. He's not there. Juno never called him and tell him what was going on. He had a, a track meet quote. Uh, I guess that works well on podcast with air quotes. Yeah. A track meet. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I just, I, I thought it was interesting contrast between the two. Like, like if they would have flipped it with like Jonah Hill, right. And he's as, as, as wildly ranged actor as she is right. You no, know, like they're both kind of neurotic. Like, I don't yeah. think the movie works as well because they're both so crazy. Whereas, I just don't think he had as much to do. Really, he was he was basically a, a periphery character in this. He wasn't the planet. Well, here's the thing, Carly, and I'm going to ask this of you because uh, I I think this is an interesting idea that I've formulated over the last ten minutes or so. Is that in most romantic comedies, right? You have the dude's role and you have the girl's role, and in my opinion, in this movie, the roles are reversed. She is more like the dude, and he's the girl. Like, she is more to seeking him. You know what I'm saying? Like, she does the romantic gesture for him, not the other way around. You know Setting what I'm saying? the chair in the lawn and all that. Yeah, and, and, and giving him That's the, the yeah. 10,000 Tic Tacs, and she's the first person that says, I love you. She's the one that gets upset when he's kind of moved on. Like, it's... It's almost yeah. reversed, which I think is really cool because it kind yeah. of it's supposed to show that, at least I think, that it's okay for the girl to kind of be in charge. She doesn't have to be the victim in every movie. She doesn't have to be um, the submissive one. And in sense. terms of characters, I wouldn't expect any less from Juno. Yeah. So the way yeah. she is, um, again, why it's so I think it's so well written. And then just, she also somehow was the victim because she was the one that had to get pregnant and go through that for nine months. Right, but she yeah. never complained. You know what I'm saying? She didn't play the victim. It was never, at least not. Yeah. At least it, I didn't. I didn't feel that way. It was never. Oh, woe is me! This is what I have to go through. I mean, she did throw it at Michael Sarah a couple of times in their argument, but that's that's somebody who's that's what you do, do when you had an argument. The person who made you pregnant. Yeah, yeah that happens. Preg- yeah, yeah, like every other week when Sarah was pregnant. <laughs> it's always the guy's fault. It is. And, it, it, and you have Actually, to uh, accept that blame. And you just, yeah, you just accept it and it's fine because it is our fault and we're the, we're, we're the worst people ever. <laughs> we're the worst. And yeah. so the baby's born. So. But, oh, oh, that's, oh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. The, um, it made me think in terms of fathers and having kids and not being ready. I don't think, I know, I know. With with my family, it was the, my wife Kimberly who who really wanted to have the kids, and was pushing it, and was really, you know, kind of pulling me along for it. And to to be honest, you know, at some point in this movie, they said, you know, it's really not until the father sees the kid that he feels a, a connection. And I kind of, I I feel that way as well. In terms of it wasn't until I saw Lucy the first time that I was like, holy crap, I'm a father. I will do anything for this child. Yeah. 
you know, I'm, you know, I am now a dad and this is awesome. Up until that point, I was having panic attacks. I was depressed. I was ready for my life to be over. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just wonder if, is it Jason Bateman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I yeah. Get it right? oh, yes. I got it right. That's one. Um, yeah. That's one. <laughs> um, I just wonder, you know, apparently they were having trouble conceiving if, if he would have stuck around, if it would have changed, but it wasn't his kid. Does that make sense? I just, I don't know how that would have changed, but it, I kind of felt a little bit of, of what he was going through in, in real life as well. So again, it's just something that, you know, I don't know if you guys experienced that at all, but it just, they, they just, again, they're, to me, they were portraying real life very well in this movie. Well, to me, that the adoptive couple, Jennifer Garner was ready to be a mom before she was even pregnant. But mm-hmm. Jason Bateman may not have even been ready to be a dad after he saw his child. Like they were on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, well, that, I mean, and that's kind of how I felt until I saw Lucy, until the event happened. Yeah. You know, I was, I would be, I, you know, according to the Sam back then, I would have been content playing video games all night. And and sleeping in and you know having money to spend on things and all that stuff and now it doesn't bother me you know putting kids to bed having to take them to school um, you know all that sort of stuff is what dads do. Uh, agreed. Yes, uh, and I was uh, slightly not paying attention. I was being uh, blinded by flashing uh, advertisements for the new Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I don't. <laughs> so I don't know if you. Reference the quote in the movie where Jennifer Garner says, like, she read that, um, or Ellen Page, somebody said it, I can't remember who it was. Like, Jennifer Garner was talking to Ellen yeah, Page like, when she was getting ready to storm out that women are ready when they bear the child and men are ready when they see yeah. the child. Yeah, I didn't know if you quote made that, uh, that connection, Sam. Yeah, if you said yeah, that. yeah, that's what I, that's the connection I was okay, trying to Sorry, I, I, I heard everything but oh, literally come on, that. John. I know, I'm sorry. Caesar said to stun. No, no, you're right. No, that 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 very thing also was was it's the same for me and I probably for most dudes. Yeah. Um, because it's not real to us yet. It's a it's a it's an alien inside my wife that makes her want frosties and French fries. So yeah. and moves every now and then and makes weird ripples on her belly. Yeah. It was freaky. Yeah, I mean, it, it is an alien. Let's just be honest. You know, they're little yeah. aliens. <laughs> Instead of a chest buster, it, it comes out the other side. A different place, yeah. And yeah. Then, and then now they're they're talking, breathing, arguing little sneaky boogers that <laughs> that then give you a hug, and then you're just kind of done. You melt. So, yeah. yeah. That's what kids do. Yeah, especially Or daughters. they, uh, you know, wrestle you and jump on your back and throw you onto the ground and yeah. Yeah. Or you walk in their their room in the morning and they've decorated their room with their own feces. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've not had that. I'm actually pretty fortunate. Oh, you are a lucky man. That never happened so far. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's uh, just you, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I need to have some conversation with some kids. <sighs> well, again, all of our kids are out of diapers at this point, so unless they're just being super gross. <laughs> Um, Andrew has two boys, so well they are yeah. super gross. All boys, are boys gross. are boys. Boys yeah. are gross. Um, yeah. Did you ever find out the gender of the baby in the movie? Yeah, yeah, it's a boy. It is. Yeah, yeah. They okay, say it. 
She it's in her it's in her monologue. She says, "Oh, look, there's my son," or something like that. Yeah. So Juno's monologue. Hmm. Hmm. I remember that part. That's you, weird. You I seen know this movie? Everything. I was like, you seen the movie know, like thirty like, times? Know, Carly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so I'm more focused. I'm more focused on the piece of paper that's on the wall. That's like one of my favorite parts when she's in when they're in the nursery now and where they were gonna put the family picture. Yeah. yeah. She puts the piece of paper. That's probably one of my favorite parts. Does anybody else feel really scared for Jennifer Gardner? I kind of did, but at the same time, I thought, nah, she's got this. She oh. has. Uh, yeah, I mean, she knew she she absolutely wanted it. I just well, I was thinking single mother. She also you know, has incredible ninja skills, and she carries size with her. Yeah, her she's going to be out of very, That is true. Yeah. She'll be out she of, can come back from the dead. She can. Several times. Yeah, and, um, and also do another dumb action movie where she has to go protect her kid. Uh, well, she is just 13, lemon, after all. Honey Lemon so. or something. Yeah, she's, yeah, she is only 13 going on 30, uh, where she's going <laughs> to marry the Hulk. It's very strange. Nice. Um, yeah, so anyway. Um. Yeah, there are also a strangely a strange number of uh, comic book references or connections in this movie. So, just really, yeah. Like, well, I, as oh, someone yeah. that's not knowledgeable on col- comic book culture, well, you got Juno is in the as Kitty Pride in the oh, X-Men. oh down in the basement. He gives her that comic of the pregnant Japanese, which is a real comic. That's yeah. a real thing. That's a real comic. Yeah. And before I, this movie, that, that before this movie, that comic was like a fledgling one issued thing and after this movie like they couldn't print them fast enough um yeah. uh you got jennifer garner which we just referenced is in the, the, the awful daredevil movie uh jk simmons is in the spider-man trilogy and as J. Jonah jameson which was perfect for him and is he also is, commissioner gordon in the dc correct stuff um you got the best friend is in the Dread movie, which is a comic book movie. Comic book movie. Um, I think that, and then Michael Sarah is in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So I mean, yeah, yeah um, which is a living comic book. Which is yeah, a living comic book exactly slash video game. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then Jason Bateman is Batman. I'm trying to I'm trying to pick up on the joke. I don't I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's not one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there is not. Because uh, usually your jokes are like just like the name is just off. Like if, if it, like instead of it being Christian Bale, it was instead of Bateman, like Jason Bateman, his name was Chris, Bateman. Christopher Bateman. I could almost get the. What the, if you What if you took uh, took the E out of Bateman? Oh, okay. So his name is Jason Batman. There you go. <laughs> but you have to say Batman like he's Jewish. <laughs> Hi, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. This is my friend Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I know we all, well, except for Carly, but I know we all watched the uh, the new Spider Man trailer. Holy yeah. cow. I actually haven't seen the trailer yet. Oh, my oh, gosh. Dude. As soon as we're oh. done film uh, recording, just go watch it. But the funny thing is, is like part of me is like, spoiler alert. Like, <laughs> but I mean, we all knew that he, that he had a second movie coming out, but. Um, it'll and be how is, is this now, for, now how is this is for the after Infinity War? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Infinity War, after Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, Seriously? The, the movie picks up like minutes after Endgame. Like, whatever happened. Marvel. No yeah. way. I can't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. 
That's exciting. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, everyone knew he had another movie coming, which is why when they snapped him, sidebar off into Marvel, when no. they snapped him, yeah. this is my, my one qualm with... Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. We never, we never sidebar into superhero movies in no. this podcast. <laughs> uh, so we should probably stop overhead. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Carly. We Just only, we only do this every week. Yeah. Well, when <laughs> Thanos snapped and the, then Marvel's whole thing was, oh, are they dead? Are they alive? I was not a fan of that because one, you can't toy with my emotions like that. I don't appreciate it. And two, we all knew they were going to have to be alive or come back somehow because Spider-Man's got another movie to be in. It's on their Wikipedia page. Well, same with Black Panther and same Doctor with Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, and Guardians of the Galaxy three. I mean, we all knew they were going to have. It, it's not so much as who's coming back; it's how. But no. the other thing is, for the I was seeing the movie with people who didn't understand the whole universe and they didn't know all the backstory, which poor them, I don't know how they made it through understanding what's happening, but they were like, Oh my God, did he kill all these people? And I was like, if you, if you're not as into it as I am and as other fans are, you're going to walk into that movie thinking, all right, well half the universe is dead. I don't know why I would go back. Well, the, yeah. now, we, now we agree that the people that died before the snap are dead. Like Loki, Loki dead. I have heard that. And Gamora, Gamora, I've heard Gamora's coming back. Gamora's coming back. No, Gamora can't come back. No, she. I've heard a really interesting fan theory. Well, the the one that I understand is that she, because again, we see her in the Soul Stone and dead, but we see her in the Soul Stone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She gave up her life for the Soul Stone, so she's there. She's in the Soul Stone. We see her. We physically. She has a conversation with. Thanos in the Soul Stone. She's there. She's I'm still convinced that Loki had another um, image of him, and he's alive somewhere. Maybe he is getting his own TV show. I think. I think it was a. Um, oh gosh, who's Captain Marvel fighting? It's a. Uh, Captain uh, Marvel. The people who could change shape. I don't know. Oh, the Krill. I don't know what you're talking about. Krill. The, like the grandma on the bus. The yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Not the Krill. That's a. Horrible. I don't know. But yeah, the people. Crawl. Yeah. Crawl. No, Crawl is that bad movie from the eighties. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I know what you're trying to say. The Cree. 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 There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We were gonna get to it eventually. We were gonna get there. I just. I know Corny and it's I. Had, like the theme of our uh, our podcast. We'll get there eventually. Corny had a, and I had an interesting co- uh, conversation. He thinks that how we get the Hulk back is that we we all know that. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans have both said we're done after Infinity War 4 or after Avengers yep. 4. We're done. So we think that one of them is going to die to sacrifice themselves so that <coughs> the, the, the Soul Stone will undo yep. what it did. And we think that's what brings the Hulk back. Because he, uh, he gets so angry? Yeah, something like that. That kind of a thing. Um, but here's the really interesting part. And again, I didn't want to turn this into too much of a Marvel thing. But the Spider-Man trailer, again, it's a teaser, it's a minute and a half, but no one seems to be to care that they were all dead a few hours ago. I think that not only do they come back, but Doctor Strange uses the time stone and no one knows no one knows no one that knows it ever happened. happened. Yeah. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it never happened. My qualm is that if Doctor Strange already knows how all this is gonna go down, mm-hmm. why is he not telling us? He didn't. Well, maybe he realized that. Maybe he, he was through. Uh, if he tells us, then it's fate. yeah. You can't. Yeah, exactly. Like this, the only way it works is by this series of events. And if I throw a ripple in the time continuum, then it'll whatever. You know, 
It's the flux capacitor, Marty. Something like that. Marty! It's, it's your kids. What's wrong? Do they turn out to be assholes? No. Your, your girl. What was the, uh, <laughs> the family guy? No, she marries a black guy. No, we're actually, <laughs> we're actually okay with that. Oh, I think we're going to get out now. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't really have any other notes. Honestly, we've kind of gone through everything that I had. I mean, the only things that I really wrote was, um, so this movie kind of goes along. I guess I never really said it. I like this movie a lot. Um, I actually kind of went into it thinking that I wouldn't like it because Me too. I wouldn't I be able to. Well, I figured I wouldn't be able to relate to it because I'm, yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm 15 you're years old. You're an old dude. I am. I'm, I'm literally God, 20. You're ancient. I'm 20 years older oh, than, man, than the you're pregnant old. girl. Shut up, 40-year-old <laughs> man. Hey, I don't get to do that very often, so you gotta got to give me some leeway. I, I do like hanging around you guys because it makes me feel like, you know. I'm still in grade school. <laughs> I probably throw a kink in things. <laughs> yeah, you you, you do kind of bring yeah. the uh, the average way down. Yeah, you definitely the, Hey, uh, I turned 21 in six weeks. Oh, oh dear lord! Yeah, I know. I turned 21 last century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, it is actually pretty funny that there literally is 20 years difference between the two of you. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yep. But we can both enjoy the same movie. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, but yeah, I actually the power didn't... of film. That's right. uh, the only things that I wrote again this this news movie and Carly is unaware of this, but uh, she will learn now that I kind of have a weird rule. Andrew has a rule too about movies um, and how he grades them, and he'll explain that later. But for me, I can usually tell if I liked the movie by how many notes that I took. If I take a lot of notes, that usually means I didn't like it because I'm nitpicking the crap out of it. But this yep. isn't a movie, really. You, there's there's not a lot to nitpick, you know. It's uh, again, the dialogue is pretty is pretty pretty awesome. Solid, yeah. Um, and I, so I mean, literally, the, the other than other than um, notes for marking for clipping audio, I wrote. I'm sure it matters to the movie, which I eventually find out it doesn't. But I'm a little bothered by the group of kids constantly running around the city. <laughs> um, like that was a joke that never paid off, but um, it's fine. Did, did it need to? You're talking about the cross country team. Yeah, it's like when Peter Griffin falls down and hurts his knee, and then he does that gag for like four minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's funny because it takes like it's long. Like like it's you you expect it to end after 30 seconds, but when it gets into a minute and a half, for whatever reason, that's funny. And that was for me yeah. with this this cross country team that 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 trains year round, and it's they were just, also it, yeah they help transition the seasons. Yeah, and it's yeah, that actually they're made part- me laugh because I have so many cross country kids in my in my classes, and that's how they really live their lives. They just they're running constantly, huh. and so for me that joke that joke paid off. Right, uh, and then I wrote the friend. Hey, it's the 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 friend is the girl from Dread. And then I said, hey, it's the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Um, Who? Wh- the, the lab partners, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who we haven't talked about? Dwight Schrute having some of the best lines of this movie. Yeah. That's the the oh, drugstore. I could have used a little more of him. That's one etch a sketch you can't erase. Well, and of course, uh, he is our Star Trek connection for the movie. So, um, but yeah, he, he was great. 
Um, he, I thought he had some of the best best single lines in the movie. And I, I and agree. he was on there for like two minutes. And I feel like he was ad libbed, like he was just doing his thing, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he did. Yeah, he just he just seems like a dude that just kind of does his own thing, and and of course he's um he's a, a a friend of the podcast, and by that I mean just he's done movies that we like a lot. Um, yeah, he's never called in. We don't. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't mean he's an actual friend of the podcast, which would be really cool, but um, that's not a thing. But, I don't think we ever not liked one of his movies. Well, on we've here. only done. We did I, Sahara. Yeah, that's the only one that we've done, though, right? And we liked it. So. Uh, oh my gosh! Do I not have Sahara in my archives? No. I can't find my clip. I have to. Have oh it. no! Oh, I'm really upset now. How do you spell Sahara? S A R H A R A S A R S A H R A S A H R A H S A R A H. What is that? That's Sarah. How do you spell it? Carly, you're the smart one. S. Ready? Yeah. S A H A R A. There it is. Oh, there's more A's. Okay. Would you like us to use it in a sentence? Here we go. Rudy! I shot a guy with a flare gun. Cool. There you go. That's him. That's Rain Wilson for you. <laughs> I think the other good characters are just uh, an underrated part of the movie is the abortion clinic and Su oh, in the parking lot. And yeah, the, the Chin to come back. The abortion clinic, um, the front desk lady. <laughs> Please yeah. leave all guns and bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Raise your hands. Keep your hands where I can see them and do you have any bombs you want to declare or something? I was like, what? Is that... If someone actually had a bomb, would she be prepared while playing her Game Boy Advanced? I don't know. I just You know what? I actually just watched the movie recently with a friend, and they pointed out to me something I had not realized after that was my seventh viewing. Um, Juno in the when she's in the waiting room is bothered by the sound of nails everywhere. Nails tapping on the on the clipboard, nails mm-hmm. scratching against skin. Oh. I just thought the whole sa- I just thought the, the sounds of humans in general were freaking her out. But then it's my friend was like, she said, no, she was bothered by the sound of nails because Su Chin told her in the parking lot that her baby has fingernails. Yeah. Yeah. Did Su Chin, was she saying born with a D? She born. did. Yeah. She did. I, yeah. I wanted to clip it out, but then I was afraid I'd come across as being inappropriate. So I didn't. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the she was saying being, babies want to be born. Being bothered by like human noises is a real thing. I had a, a student in my class one time that. I got a phone call. It was really weird. And, and the uh, parent said, you know, if, if he gets really angry, it's because somebody around him is chewing. And I, <laughs> I said, well, what am I supposed to do about that? We're going on a field trip where we have to eat. <laughs> he goes, well, well, just separate him from the group. <laughs> then and, by himself. and it's oh funny because she was bothered by fingernails. There's like Twitch channels now devoted to nothing but that stuff. Yeah. Um, that AS, yeah. ASMR. People like that. Yeah. It's just strange. Creepy. I just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm mad because no one finds my voice appealing enough to want to like listen to it. No, we really don't. No, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Maybe I should whisper. Like they do in this video. So this is cheap. Just breathe heavily into the microphone. This is cheap. Snore, you know. I'm going to go eat a bowl. No, that, I called that one. Yeah, yeah, we've tried that already and nobody liked it. Yeah, I'm gonna go get a, a pickle. And, yeah. 
Okay, I can't do it. Stop it's weirding me, me out of my own headphones. I can't do it. Freaking you out. Gosh, <laughs> Everyone listening just got really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I think going back to the nails, yeah. that was some of the best audio engineering of the movie. But the, the one of my favorite like film scenes or I guess visual pieces was when they were adding when Juno was explaining how jocks are actually into weird librarian chicks. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept popping all the different pieces onto her. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing that um they didn't do a whole lot of us. I thought they were yeah, gonna do more. They did, that was a thing. I'm glad you said that because I remembered thinking like that it kind of reminded me of Mean Girls, where like you would have these moments like fourth wall breaking, we're gonna take you out of the movie and do something non-linear like 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 that and i wanted way more of that um like remember when we watched the rundown and at the beginning of the movie when the rock meets the football players it's like you get a stat card and then mm-hmm. they never did it again in the movie and it was really frustrating i wanted to see a stat card for for um uh cornelius what's his name um christopher Walken. Cornelius. cornelius yeah like i wanted I wanted a stat card for him and like the whip guys and even Declan should have his own uh, stat card. So <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Not my son, Declan, the guy in the movie, Declan. Yeah. My son, Declan. No, 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 no. In no, the rundown. In the movie, the rundown. Okay. Have you seen, it? Have rundown. You seen it? No, I haven't. It's a, oh. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun movie. If you like the rock and just dumb action fun. movies, it's really fun. And Christopher Walken is great. Christopher Walken's the best. Yeah, he he kind of is. And I just uh, saw a meme recently that if you cross Thanos and Obama, you get the rock. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't know why that's what I thought of, but that was my last interaction with the rock. Just, 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 Carly, just, just because of the movie, the rundown, we get we get lines like this. Tell him to dig harder. If only it were that simple. Aim is the back. How do you know my name? When a man of your dimensions travels all this way to visit a place like this, it arouses the curiosity. I just love the way he talks. It's great. <laughs> it like, arouses. The... Like, yeah. like, like he's doing a character on himself. Like he's, he's, he's playing himself. It's just great. So, and then... I suppose now we have a conversation where you enlighten me. Mr. Hatcher... How many more of you are out there? Enlighten me. Where are the rest of your compadres? Enlighten me. Mr. Hatcher. What I don't get is why you people so hostile. I've been good to you. I built you a town. Why are we fighting? Mr. Hatcher. What? Are you in? Sorry. Uh, I want to go watch that movie again. Not because I didn't like Juno, just because that movie is ridiculous. Um, it's so good. It is good. All right. Um... I didn't write down any tropes because it's just teen angsty tropes. So that's kind of all of them, but I didn't write any. Michael Sarah is a trope. He's kind of a yeah. walking trope. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like the only there really... Was the, there was a schoolgirl who's into the teacher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, again, you, you had your teenage angst tropes, like, yeah, like the teenage girl who's into the teacher, which I think is pretty fortunate for the other two guys in the podcast. It would never happen to them. Um <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't work in the real yeah. world. Uh, you had, um, you had your jocks. You had, like, you had all your teen, your your normal high school stuff, and then you had like like their rooms. 
were like an orgy of evidence to prove that they're high schoolers and her room is a girl's room and his room's a boy's room. Like, I, mean, I want a hamburger phone so bad. Well, she, it's funny because <laughs> she she said she even didn't like it, and and Sarah had the same one, which is weird. Um, oh, save money on sets. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, so anyway, uh, so I guess you ready for clips? Yep. Okay, I got like seven of them, I think. So here we go. You pay for that pee stick when you're done. Don't think it's yours just because you marked it with your urine. <laughs> Honestly, I could have recorded. I'm going to say that to people from now on. I, I could have recorded. Just about random items. His... You could have taken every line he said and clipped it. I, I could have. Yeah. I just clipped that one just because I thought it was like the, just the, it was random. Uh, this part made me laugh out loud to the point that my wife looked over and said, why are you laughing? And, of course, when you explain it, it's not funny, but this made me laugh. Liberty Bell, if you put one more bacon on that potato, I'm going to kick your little monkey butt. <laughs> it's just so random. That was about all Liberty Bell was good for, though. Oh, just little punchlines. Um, uh, oh, crap. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the intro I played, this is the last bit of the intro. I wanted to cap it itself because I want to have this in my archive forever. And I'm going to punch that bleaker kid in the wiener next time I see him. Mac. The line itself was not really that funny, but hearing J.K. Simmons say it. Yeah. it <laughs> now yeah. imagine his character from uh, the drum movie. The drum what is that? Uh, uh, tempo or something? Oh, Whiplash. Um, uh, Whiplash. I was going to say Drumline? No, that's not it. <laughs> no. Uh, this is C.J. Craig being C.J. Craig. They could be utterly negligent. Maybe they'll do a far shittier job of raising a kid than my dumbass stepdaughter ever would. Have you considered that? <laughs> no, I guess not. Yeah. What is your job title exactly? I'm an ultrasound technician, ma'am. Well, I'm a nail technician, and I think we both ought to stick to what we know. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, you think you're so special because you get to play picture pages up there? My five-year-old daughter could do that, and let me tell you, she's not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed. So why don't you go back to night school in Mantino and learn a real trade? Poor Liberty Bell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Liberty Bell. in the tanning bed. Oh. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because her mom's making fun of her and she's not. No, I mean, it's great. I, I, I was watching that, and I was like, yeah, that's freaking C.J. Craig. Basically, they were just like, hey, you know how when you would like, be the boss when you were in the West Wing. Just do that. Just channel yep. that. Like, okay. Oh, I got to do. I'm, I'm in the middle of, uh, as people have listened last week, know that I'm in the middle of my uh, um, binge of the West Wing and, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And though Dulé Hill, Charlie, Charlie Young's character, is my favorite on the show, uh, she's probably my second favorite, CJ, honestly. Not, not the president, not the show that the, not the character that the show's about. It's it's the ancillary characters, um, which I also found today. I found it today. I've, I'm episode, I think nine of season four, and it took me this long to realize that the that the uh, um, order of appearance in the intro is by alphabetical order. Oh really? I always like why is Rob Lowe first and then Dulé Hill second? Like no one knows who he is. At least we know who Rob Lowe is. You know, like huh? And then I was like, oh. It's in alphabetical order, except for the president, uh, um, Sheen, but and then, yeah. and with Martin Sheen as me. But everything else is in alphabetical order. Anyway, just thought that was 
Funny. All right, here we go. Um, Hilarious. Here, here's more. Uh, uh, I thought said J.K. Rowling. Here's um, Mr. Uh, awesome Guy talking. Are you having boy trouble? Because I got to be honest, I don't really much approve of you dating in your condition. That's uh, it's kind of messed up. No, Dad, it's not. I mean, that's pretty skanky. Isn't that what you girls call it? Skanky, skeevy. <laughs> Please stop. Tore up from the floor up. <laughs> that's that's not what it's about. <laughs> I, I, I hope you guys all know that I use the phrase tore up from the floor up in everyday speech. <laughs> you should definitely do that. Next That's time awesome. one of those uh, machines break at your at your factory, you just say No, like, seriously, it's like, yeah. It's tore up from the floor up, boss. I don't know when what e- happened. When when Elon came in during production hell and he took out all of those um, automated lines, they were tore up from the floor up, and I have said that to my boss. That's great. That's great. Um <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know if you would any way get in trouble by me saying that the place that you work. So that's why I didn't. But I, oh. I don't think. No, I am an intern at Tesla in Gigafactory, Nevada. It that is, is all so right. cool. By the way, that is so. Is cool. Thank you. My my goal in life is to have a Tesla one of these days. Well, with uh, so. probably yep. about fifty thousand dollars and two weeks shipping. Yeah, I might be able to just touch one one day. Yeah, it's funny you. Say I that. saw one once. In Charlotte, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a dealership like three miles from my house. Um, it's not a dealership. Oh, Let's establish. You're right. It's not a dealership because it's a showroom. Showroom. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> they had one at a at a used dealership that I went to because I was looking. I was personally buying a, a different vehicle, and my dad went up to the guy and said, "Hey, can I sit in it?" And the guy literally looked at my dad and was like, "Yeah, I'm not getting the key for it." Because like, the key is an app. And well, you have to have something in order to at least unlock the car at a showroom, whether it's an app or it's a it's a fob or whatever. Even if it is an app, whatever. He just he basically was just like, yeah, you don't look rich enough to get in that car. <laughs> to my dad. So, wow, little uh, little racial profiling, and I don't appreciate it. I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> and of course, this line once more again. Alice and Janie is awesome. God, Burton, when do I get that freaking spinal tap thing? It's called a spinal block, and you can't have it yet, honey. The doctor said you're not dilated enough. Oh, come on! I mean, it's like I have to wait for it to get worse. Why can't I just have the freaking thing now? Oh, honey, doctors are sadists who like to play God and watch lesser people scream. Ah! Oh, ah! Shit. Uh, excuse me. Hey, can we get my kid the damn spinal tap already? <laughs> uh, I'm very fortunate. I didn't have to deal with any one of those. My wife had both of our kids naturally. Um, by choice? No, not by choice either time. I was about to say. No, they were too fast. Um, both Hopefully kids. not in the car. No. What? Did you see the video? This lady like had given birth. Oh God, I can't. I can't. I cannot. It looks so gross. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, oh. I thought it was fake at first, but she like in the car with her husband, and then she like, said, "Oh my god, the baby's coming out right now!" Like the husband's and driving, and he like pants down and pulls the baby out and holds it up, and you're like, and the husband's like, "Should I stop?" And she's like, "No, just keep going to the hospital." Yeah, freaky. It's probably like their eleventh kid. Oh, you didn't clip the line um, when she's mad at him. He's like, "I still have your virginity." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There's a couple other lines. I mean, there was a lot of good one-liners in the movie. Um, typically, I like to capture the ones that either I think are really clever or just made me laugh out loud. And and when she said the doctors are evil or sadists, whatever, <laughs> I, I lost it. That I thought that was too funny. Just, 
just because again I've been in that room, but again very different scenario because my my son was we walked into the hospital and forty five minutes later I had a son. It was there's no time, and then my daughter was planned. The, she was induced. My wife was induced, and the doctor's like, "This is going to take like six hours," and literally walked out of the room. And my wife's like, "Hey, nurse, I feel like I need to push." They paged the doctor back in, and then fifteen minutes later, I had a daughter. So yeah, both kids were natural. Neither by choice. It's just too. It was none of time. So uh, here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This is where part of the show where I read some trivia. Um, the movie has some some good trivia and a lot of dumb trivia. Uh, as most movies are on IMDb. Um, uh, fortunately, this movie didn't have, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Bruce Willis were all considered for the role of J.K. Simmons. Or, or what is it? <laughs> no. For Juno. Yeah, for Juno, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, usually they have that. Like, usually, like, every girl that was, was semi-popular in 2007, like Megan Fox and um, Jennifer... Um, what's her name? Um, Cat and Severity. Yeah, Lawrence. Like, like yeah. usually they have like all the list of the girls. But anyway, it's an indie film. I guess they didn't do that. But I did write that uh, J.K. Simmons said that he was so impressed with the script that he would have been happy to play the teacher who had no spoken dialogue, anything to appear in the film. That's pretty cool. Mm. Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day enjoyed Bryn's line. You didn't have to drive out to East Jesus Nowhere so much that on Green Day's album, 21st Century Breakdown, he wrote a song called East Jesus Nowhere. Nice. And uh, Olivia Thurlby originally auditioned for the lead, but was cast as the friend Leah. So she's our Judge Dredd girly. Yep. So there you go. Uh, nice. Yeah. All right. I, I'm a much better person knowing that. Well, just so you know. I'm just saying. You know, it's important yeah. trivia. I mean, I'm just. I'm. I'm sitting here in in basking in the glow of knowledge. Well, you should. That's all I'll say about that. The more you know. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. The only other one I actually <laughs> want to mention, and I didn't write it down because I was going to bring it up organically in the show, but my me saying physically, I wanted to bring it up organically in the show. I'm now no longer doing that. But the writer said that um, she, the only thing she would change about the movie was that it was not made clear in the movie enough that the girl standing outside of the abortion clinic, like the reason why Juno left was because she was had become like anti-abortion because some people view this movie as anti-abortion. And that wasn't the the intent of the movie. The intent was just to simply say that Juno made a decision. I mm-hmm. don't want to do this. And the friend outside just played a minor role. And again, almost to, to Carly's uh, um, um, uh, revelation, you know, almost a punchline, right? Because of the fingernail bit and then the fingernails inside and stuff. But and like, borned. And borned, yeah. I mean, she again, she's almost... A, a punchline as opposed to like an oracle. Um, but uh, the, the writer said, if anything, she would go back to make sure that she would even write the line. I couldn't do it because I didn't, I didn't want to, not because it was any ethical thing. Anyway. Um, I mean, Su Chin talks about her overdosing on drugs and falling in the water fountain. I think it was pretty clear she was comical, not... Yeah. An oracle. Yeah. 
Wasn't that you? Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's nice seeing you. Yeah, it's nice seeing you. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, anyway. So, all right. Did I already play the clip? No, here it is. Excuse me while I whip this out. So I guess I should have asked, do we have anything else we want to say about the movie before we do our top three? <laughs> we think we, we said, I think I've said everything I need to see. Great. Say. Uh, by the way, that sounding that clip means now it's time for our top three portion of the show. I guess I have to, since we're gonna get a few new listeners because Carly's on this week. I, at least I assume she's gonna at least tell one person that she's on the show. Um, I don't know. It's pretty yeah. embarrassing. You're making some big, big assumptions here. Well, you might you might tell one <laughs> you've person. Got, you've got my mom. Yeah, but you might tell one yeah. person whether or not they listen is irrelevant. But I'm I'm making an assumption that at least there's gonna be one person who listens. You have a long commute. So I, I'm assuming that you're going to at least force one person to listen to your, to that your, is true. to your I voice. Will. Uh, you should make uh, uh, Andrew's uh, student listen to it. He can no. like, hey, it's Mr. Jemison saying really strange and inappropriate things. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not different than uh, he, fans, that won't be know. that won't be odd to him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so in this uh, instance, for our top three, we decided to do movies with. I labeled it weird relationships, but we're we're going with weird in the definition that it's weird as in slightly inappropriate, um, kind of highlighting the relationship between Juno and <laughs> Bateman, or as uh, Batman, as uh, Sam wanted to try. Um, not again, not that their relationship actually went to a super inappropriate place, but like it was, it was a little uncomfortable yeah. for the thing. So that's kind of what we're highlighting, mainly because. I've only seen three Michael Sarah movies, and we've done all of them for this podcast. So, oh wow, it, yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked out. So, all right. Uh, so, uh, Andrew, you're you're leading off. Okay. Well, I have an honorable mention that's not a movie, and that's why it's an honorable mention. But there is an episode of The Office, season five, okay. where they're watching a, a video, and Jack Black. And Cloris Leachman <laughs> have a, a, a scene together where they have to make out, and it is hilarious. That's so strange. <laughs> you remember the longest yard with Adam Sandler? Doesn't he like get naked yeah. in front of Cloris Leachman? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's her. That's funny. She, she likes, okay, so she uh, likes number three, yeah, for me would be Jumanji. Again, Jack Black. A female in a male's body. I'll <laughs> oh, see. I have not seen that one yet. Oh, uh, so funny! Yeah, with her slightly inappropriate relationship with one of the Jonas brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you haven't seen Jumanji yet, too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. You haven't seen Jumanji the second. No, one? no, not yet. You, you need to. It is really it's, fun. It's real. It's fun. wonderful. Yeah. Um. That actually, honestly, that one actually might be one Kimberly would enjoy. Oh, okay. Because it's kind of silly. I mean, Kevin Hart's in it, and he explodes when he eats cake, and it's, <laughs> it, it's I mean, you're going to like it for the video game aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and that, um, there's a lot of, of course, comic book connections in the movie, too, but like, um, yeah, it's really cool. And it's weird seeing, um, not Gamora. Who's Gamora's sister from Avengers? Oh, the girl. Nebula. She's, Nebula. she's uh, not blue. She's Karen, Karen Gillum. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go watch it. Like find out, find a way uh, to watch it. It's on HBO Go, I think. 
I don't have HBO Go. Oh, you need to wait for Game of Thrones. I will once Game of Thrones yeah, comes back Yeah, when Game on, of Thrones but... comes back on, then you'll be able to DVR. To yeah. do that. All right, sorry, Andrew, go ahead. That's okay. Uh, that was number three. Number two is uh, Big with Tom Hanks. <laughs> Great. Again, as a... <laughs> yeah, as a 12-year-old, yeah. I get top. Uh, yeah, I'm on having, top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's somewhat inappropriate and awkward relationship with an adult. Yeah. And then... Number three, I mean, number one, and probably the most awkward relationship in a film that I've ever seen is Blue Lagoon. And in this movie, oh, yeah, they're first cousins who are stranded on an island together and they end up having a child together. And oh, when, she, when she filmed that movie, she was only 17. Yeah, and yeah. she's very naked in that movie. We see very a lot naked, of yes. we see a lot of her body. So, yeah. Okay. Well, it it used to be worse because I thought that they were brother and sister, but then as I got older, I read about it and I was like, oh, okay, they're first cousins, which sure. is still really weird. Oh, I get. Uh, so, so literally by you saying that reminded me. I guess my honorable mention would be Star Wars because of Luke and Leia. Uh, Sam. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got um, because of this podcast, I watched The Breakfast Club. Oh, and sure, that yeah. would be uh, the redhead and the the mean guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a little strange. Um, another indie flick that I kind of enjoy um, is the relationship between Titanic Girl and The Mask and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And my wait, number one wait, is the on. relationship. Stop. I'm so confused. You named three different movies. I don't understand what just happened. No, I don't remember their names. So Ti- it's, it's Titanic Girl. All right, so you're talking about um, Titanic Girl. Oh, well, not her name. Um, Kathy Bates. No, no, younger oh. boobies. Um, <laughs> what was her Kate name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Okay, Kate so Kate Winslet. Yeah, not Kate. Yeah, yeah. Kate Winslet and um, Jim Carrey. Oh, they're together in. Yes, they're the yeah. couple. That's oh, I've kind of an seen odd that couple. Movie. Okay, I was so yeah. confused. I'm like, you just named three movies, and I'm so confused. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then my number, my number one, have to be the uh, relationship between Beast and a uh, woman in several movies, but especially King Kong. Oh, sure. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. What about the B movie? The what? The B movie. That one is awkward. Oh, between the B and the girl. Yeah, I thought he's at first he said beast, but I heard B. So I heard a relationship <laughs> between B and woman. Oh, yeah. And my that, mind went to the B movie. There you go. So you know what? I think that's going to have to be my honorable mention because <laughs> I just thought of it. All right. Well, you're up. Uh, yeah, honorable mention goes to the B movie. That's a weird relationship between a B, B and woman. And a woman. Yeah. Okay. There is a movie that I honestly believe is the worst movie that exists. It has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's pretty, called, that's pretty um, high for us. We, we've done worse. It's called How It, How it Ends. Um, oh, my God. I watched that. That's on Netflix. It's, it's the, is that not the worst It is the worst seen? movie. It's, yeah, literally, guys, if we were doing it for this podcast, it would be in our bottom five. I guarantee it. It was on the list for a while. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Like, the guy I saw was sold it to me. He was like, I've heard, like, I keep hearing about this movie. Let's watch it. And it ended, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? This yeah. is it?" Yeah, with um, 
uh, Forrest it's Whitaker so bad. and the guy from uh, the not the Hunger Games, the other one where the kids were trapped in places. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the end of the world, but everybody kind of the society disintegrates within two days, basically. Sam, help me out on this one. What is the character who was at the Indian reservation and they pick her her up and she rides with them for a little bit and then she they get they go to like a pond or like a body of water. And she splashes around and then she leaves. Yeah, I. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, this is this is one of those I watched at work, and I'm sure I was grading some sort of essay and got bored with the movie and was more fascinated by uh, a student's description of supply and demand. Yeah, well, that movie that was just that character had a weird relationship with every single person. That we had been introduced to. Right. For what is <laughs> yeah. worth, Carly, we've we've actually seen movies that are significantly worse. I'm just saying we we've rubber. seen we've seen rubber. I'm just you know. Sam yeah. puts it in your bottom five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got some pretty good ones in the bottom five. I'm just saying. yes, all too. My Troll. number two movie is it just came out. It was just over the summer called Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Oh, it, you saw that? What do you think of that one? I love everything Bill Burnham. Everything. Huh. Um, but when the high schooler is taking her home in the car, and so it's about an eighth grader, which she makes some high school friends because they have like this special bring, bring an eighth grader to high school day to find out what it's like. And she gets paired with this really cool girl, this really cool high school girl, and she introduces the eighth grader to her high school friends. And the high school friend tries to drive her home and like, kiss her it's like very uncomfortable he's like take off your shirt i'm just trying to help you very uncomfortable relationship yikes and then my number one is a movie called the what i love it was on netflix for a while sounds like a rom-com actually a sci-fi um <laughs> it has the guy with white hair from csi or yeah csi las vegas um, with thick glasses. Oh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's about this couple. They they're, go to couples therapy, and Ted Danson is their therapist. And he says, go to this retreat for a weekend. But at the retreat, you as the original couple goes in, and there's another couple that hides on the on the property, and they have to, like, morph to become you and, like, they go through these body mutations, and then you have to figure out if you've fallen back in love with the, your real husband or with the the <laughs> person that morphed into your husband. And so just those, that relationship. The That's idea, strange. And you don't know at the end whether the girl leaves with her real husband or her fake husband. It's one of those like open-ended ones. <laughs> okay. And then Ted Danson never comes back. He like sends him off to this wasteland and like He's a hopping man. Oh, yeah, and yeah. and I guess he has the computer that has the files of their voice clips from all their previous therapy sessions, so that the new people can learn to imitate their voice. Oh wow! No, all right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine. Uh, so one of them was taken. Uh, Andrew mentioned big. That was one I I picked. So I'm gonna kind of switch them up here. Um, mine are all leaning more towards the super inappropriate and less just strange. Um, my number three was American Beauty. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Um, n- number two, um, Mother. 
that we just did. <laughs> between but that's that's between God and Mother Earth, yeah, and uh, yeah, but it's still Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence, and that's super yeah, inappropriate, super weird. And the whole movie's weird, but good and strange. And then my number one was um, um, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, little, good. Little, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, uh, Helsinki syndrome or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, Stockholm. Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm. I couldn't remember what it's called. You got a, close to your Tinky well, No, because it's the, they make the joke in Die Hard, like because the newscaster is an idiot, and so they, they start talking about Stockholm Syndrome. He's like, as in Stockholm, Finland. He's like, Sweden. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> or whatever it is. Anyway, uh, cool. That's it. That's that's kind of the show. Um, we used to actually give a soundtrack grade. Um, I know. Uh, Craig oh, give this can we bring back the soundtrack then? Because this is one of my favorite soundtracks. Such good, <laughs> such good music. I I'm gonna be honest with you. It was actually my least favorite part. The part that I liked. The yeah. Shame. Because I thought there were I thought there were parts that were a little cheesy myself. It's, it again. I thought they were all the same band because they all they sound, are. They all, well then then they did a good job because it's all. It's all acoustic guitar and strange lyrics. They and are was... for ninety percent of it. There's two. There's two songs, but the band is called the Moldy Peaches. Um, Frontman by Kimya Dawson. I have no recommend. idea. Who they they kind of apparently, Curly the is their manager. Like, um, they kind of fall in the genre of uh, anti-music. Yeah, like Walk Off the Earth or. Uh, I don't want to say Lumineers. They're too. They're too mainstream. Right. Well, but that you know what I'm saying. The, the mm-hmm. other part of it was it was loud, in comparison to the movie. Like, I did notice that it was a little loud. And I don't know if that's a Netflix. Not a Netflix. I don't know if that's a a, a problem from the way we watched it. <laughs> the um, non-bootlegged version. It wasn't it wasn't bootlegged. Let's be very clear. It wasn't. We were, we it was very legal. difficult, but it was legal. We were very legal. Um, it's no different than if you had just handed us the DVD and then we watched it individually in our own apartments. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That was probably, honestly, my least favorite part. I just, it was, it was loud and it, because typically music like that is meant to transition, which is what it was used for a lot. It's either transition or to help um, um, establish emotion in in the moment, and like obviously, like the really soft music playing after the baby's been born, and she's just there, kind of crying, and um, having not seen, she doesn't want to hold the baby. She you know she doesn't want to connect to it, but she's still sad. Like that part was great, but everything else, it yeah. was like this loud kind of in-your-face acoustic stuff, which sounds weird having acoustic in loud, but. Um, I know it's kind of oxymoronic, but it, it's, um, it was a little The movie was almost part of the soundtrack by the time that at the end when they were singing together on the front porch, which we didn't really break that down. She rides up on her bike and they just start singing a song with no. Really yeah, I mean, I do, that, I do that all the time. I just go over to Sam's house. I pull out my euphonium and we just start doing a <laughs> duet, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the oomphs and you're the paws. Um, <laughs> I did. This is really dumb of me. But when I was in college, a buddy of mine, we wrote out a um, a little skit where we did dueling banjos, but on tuba and euphonium. And it started out with I play the guitar, and I can't play the guitar. But I start out on playing some uh, Tom the Tom Dooley song. Hello, hang down here, yeah, Tom Dooley. And then he comes in and takes the guitar from me. He's an Andrew um, our friend, Andrew Lejeune. And then he starts playing the. Um, 
doing banjos. And then I walk out with my euphonium, and then I, I, I respond, and then he puts gets his tuba, and then we, we go back and forth. And it was cute and fun, and we did it in front of like 400 people at church um, at a youth rally. So anyway. Uh, That's the best story I've ever heard. You know, Did a, did a cross-country team run by? That would have been a lot cooler, <laughs> honestly. Especially because it was in a church. Like they just come in from one side of the exit and just go across yeah. the other exit. Go down the <laughs> aisle, come back up the other aisle. Like the, like the app state. It's like, it's like you're... Go ahead, Sam. Your, wow. your internet was pooping that on you. Say it again. I was going to say, it's like your wedding, going up and down the aisles. Yeah, yeah. we don't need to talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> um, Wait, what's supposed to happen? Well, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, I'll tell you. Um, this is where you three and myself, give the uh, movie a score from 1 to 10. <laughs> and feel free, uh, Carly, you'll figure this out, to use uh, decimal places. Um, because after doing 230-something movies, we have a whole yep. lot of movies that are like 7.6. Yep. Um, so we try to get yep. at least three or two places past the decimal point so we can have a rank. And once Sam gets about 16 hours to spare and actually updates the website... Yeah. Um, we'll, um, those will all go back in. So You can always hire your aspiring web developer. Uh, that's between you and Sam. If, <laughs> if we had money, yes, yeah, we if, would. If we actually had You money, have $4. We have $4. I can, <laughs> I can give that back to you, and that'll, that'll buy me probably about eight minutes of your time. Um, Maybe, no, not even that. I don't know. By the way, Sam, I actually went to the website just a few minutes ago, and it's... It's it's kind of broken. Like, <laughs> like your domain expired? No, it's still there, but it just this site looks broken. It's okay. He'll fix it. He's smart. <laughs> He's SMRT. All right, Andrew, you lead off. Son of a Yeah, it is broken. Crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's really broken. Yeah. I'll have to fix that tomorrow. Sorry, dude. I didn't mean to just add work to your I was doing some work on the, the host site that we kind of piggyback on and i must have accidentally moved the image file that's fine whatever yeah we're cheap seat reviews we don't we can't afford that kind of stuff um <laughs> the links aren't even in there and, and in fairness time. most podcasts don't have websites um most no. people don't so i just we, it's just kind of convenient to for us to have a place to go back and reference things andrew what do you give this movie <sighs> well it uh, as my rule states if it keeps my attention i feel like it's a good movie and that rule kind of doesn't really work for me in this one it no. kept my attention but i didn't i didn't love it i didn't hate it but i mean it's just kind of lukewarm for me it's not something that i'll probably watch again for a while but uh it well i thought some things were done well and I mean, that was just—I don't know. But like you said, the writing was good. There were some moments that made me laugh, but to me, it just the movie just didn't grab me. So um, I'm going to give this a 5.9. Okay. Eight. Wow. Whoa! We just got wow. a lot closer to six. Uh, for for what it's <laughs> worth, that's. Uh, Three tenths of a point higher than Blown Away. Oh, that's higher than Blown Away. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we can't go retroactive here. We we do <laughs> we do all the time. I'm not gonna lie. 
I'll leave it alone, just for Carly's sake. Okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, Carly? Oh, I'm trying to raise this average as much as possible, so if I can give it an 11 out of 10 on the scale, I will. You can. I don't know what our, what our restriction on numbers. Do you have any negative? Uh, we actually don't. We, we kind of limit it to zero as yeah. the okay. lowest you can go, and 10 is the highest because... Well, then this is a 10 in my book. Okay. Best movie out there. I will watch it probably two more times <laughs> by the time I... I don't know. By the time I turn 21. Okay. I was like, where, awesome. where are we going with this? Uh, <laughs> um, all right. The 10. Hey, you're, you're not the only person that's given a 10 uh, on, on here. Uh, Sam you also gave... pulled me in for a special review on one of my favorite movies. So. I know. Yeah, of course you no, will. Again, no, there's, there's, I, I got no arguments with that whatsoever. The last time we, I mean, just for the record, we all gave, except for Sam, we all gave a zero to Bird Demic. Um, <laughs> Sam gave it a point two five, just so that it wouldn't be a straight zero. Um, Bird Demic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bird Demic, yeah. shock and awe, or shock and terror. Yeah. Um, we gave. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other movies that got zeros. Um, we've had some more. From you? I don't know. I hated rubber so much. Uh, I don't. It doesn't. The scoring doesn't go back that far. Like we gave a ten to Die Hard, or I did. Um. So yeah, that's fine. Ten tens are okay. Did we gave a ten recently on something? Didn't we, Sam? Did, did you give a ten on Jurassic Park? I think I did. Yeah, it's not surprising. You should. Have. Sam, where's your Jurassic Park reference? We haven't made one yet. Oh, that's true. I've been good this episode. Sean hasn't done his Star Trek. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh. Rain, Rain Wilson is our Star Trek connection. That's right. Oh, he plays uh, um, Harry Mudd in the new Star Trek um, Discovery series. Sam, I'll give you an extra point if you can get there through Matt Damon. Oh, oh from Jurassic Park? <laughs> Wait, who, who, um, what I, are we connecting I, to I, Matt Damon? Oh, I'm confused. From, from what to what? From band trivia, getting from a character in Juno to a character in Jurassic Park if we oh. can go through Matt Damon. Oh, good Lord. Right, we got to think about this for a second. Uh, no, you get like, we, we get 10 minutes or when the first two teams have turned in their trivia cards. 10 minutes? I can get you to Matt Damon, but I can't get you from Matt Damon to Jurassic Park. Uh, hi, well, where's the Matt Damon connection from Juno? I can get you there. You get, go there. Let's so, go. Okay, so Jennifer Garner was married to Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck is best friends with Matt Damon. No, 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 they, they got to be, be in movies together. Well, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Together. So yeah, Jennifer Garner is in Daredevil. Daredevil stars Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is in Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon. So, All right, now we got to get from Matt Damon okay. to Jurassic Park. Was Matt Damon in a movie with Lawrence Fishburne? Was he in a movie with who? Preferably getting six exact degrees of separation because that's an extra point. Movie, exact movie six degrees. So we're, we're, we're at two now, right? So then you gotta go four, or you gotta go find another step between on the other on the so other side of Matt Damon. Is in okay. Um, I like the Sam Jackson reference. All right, so uh, uh, Matt... uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Um, Matt Damon is uh, in Thor Ragnarok. He's in Thor Ragnarok, which also with, star with Hold Chris on. Hemsworth. With Chris Hemsworth, who was in uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, which also stars Robert Downey Jr., who was in Iron Man. With, um, no Captain America, Captain America. Because Cap then you go Captain back to the America, first, Captain America, first Avengers. With 
with Chris Evans, and then from Chris Evans is to Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson is to Jurassic Park. There's your there you six go. degrees. <laughs> Congratulations. You guys would do great at band kid trivia. Well, we're also old and have seen a lot of movies. Yes, we have. You're also all band kids. Yeah. Well, we, 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 yeah, we were all... Yeah, there's a lot of years of marching experience on this podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Sam's what? Just college, you did two years? Three. You did three. I did five. Andrew did four. You did five? Are we in college or can we bring in high school? If you want to bring in high school, I did nine. I did eight. Wow. <laughs> I did eight, including eight. high school, uh, nine, including middle school. You, you marched march as an eighth grader? March I marched as an eighth grader. The whole season? Yeah. Wow. We, we in Florida it was the eighth and ninth grade band. Oh neat. We, I'm we marched five to years. Michael Jackson's Black or White or Black and White. It that's, does. I marched to Candide my freshman year. That's cool. Hey uh, Sam, what's your score? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not I, done with this yeah. part of the segment. <laughs> that's right. I really like this movie. Um, I, there were very few moments that I thought it was it was over the top, um, and those did include the, the moment Juno was in with the new parents. And uh, some of the music um, was a little campy, but I thought it was so well written, so well acted. I've got to give it probably an eight point two three out of ten. Okay. All right, Sean, bring our numbers up. Well, <laughs> no, um, I, I like the movie. Fine. Well, no, I'm kind of a little bit with Andrew. My my only my only real problem is I, I mentioned earlier the thing that I didn't like. I, I didn't like the music. I can, I thought it was whatever. Maybe I'm just too old, but I don't know. Maybe not. But um, it, the movie's a little predictable. Not saying that it's bad. It was, but you know, you could kind of, you could kind of see the way things were going, which is again. You not predicted a, her to go down to the basement with Jason Bateman, and I, I, I thought they were actually going to go farther than what they did. That my prediction. Was, yeah, I actually thought that there that was would have been be, really weird. Like, 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 yeah, like more inappropriate touch. Not like, like, like he's grabbing her ass or anything, but I mean, like. Like she touches his face, she leans in for a kiss, and then one of them's like, "Oh wait, we shouldn't do this kind of thing." Or Jennifer Garner's like comes downstairs and's like, "Oh, what's going on?" Like I kind of expected that dynamic to happen. We didn't get there, um, which I'm, which I'm actually, is good. which is good, I think. Um, so, but I, again, I I'm with Andrew in the I, I really I enjoyed the movie. I'm really glad you made me watch it. And I'm using After that. Two years. I'm using that phrase um, <laughs> that you made me watch it because otherwise I would never have watched this movie. Uh, but there's a lot of movies for this podcast that I would never have watched had we not done um, the, the the show, the podcast. We never, would never have seen. I mean, I would never have seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil had it not been for this podcast. And I think uh, my lucky stars every night that I have seen that movie. Um, so anyway, uh, with that all having been said, I'm going to give it a eight. Just an eight. Yeah, an eight works because it makes the math work. I'm giving it an eight. I liked it. Uh, and I'm looking around at other movies that I've given similar scores to. And I think that that's uh, pretty good. I mean, would I rather watch um, The Last Castle yeah, I hell, I'd rather watch Swordfish, and you guys know how much I don't like that movie. But that movie's dumb, and I can just not have to think. Um, actually, I'd rather watch Siege of Jadotville again. Honestly, I'd rather go watch that again. That was a really good movie. Um, but yeah, Nate, that's a good. I think that's a good score. So there you go. That's the show. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I don't even uh, know what to do. Yes, I do. Um, I say thank you so much for, to Carly for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Carly. It's been fun. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It, it has been really I'll nice. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Give the show another $4, and we'll see you in two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually do have... Um, uh, we actually do have a, a GoFundMe page where uh, we kind of have a little rule that if you donate $25, you get to pick the movie and come on. Uh, several people have participated in that, and um, though Carly did not give the prerequisite $25, she is grandfathered in because she she did this before we did the Kickstarter. She's so, also biologically related to the funder of the show. That is true. Yes, there is. Well, yes, but... In fairness, if you would have been um, girl, what worked for Sight and Sound, and everything else is the is equal, this would still have happened. I don't. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I think I was also. I don't think I had had a job ever when I paid you four dollars. <laughs> I don't think I had a source of income. Well, I don't. I guess you obviously had four bucks somewhere, unless you stole it from your dad. Oops, sorry. Um, Very well, could have come out of the ice cream trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not get you. Let's not get you in trouble. Of course, then again, you are in Reno. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not like they can get you. All right. So anyway, that's it. That's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm gonna hit the if outro you're still button. If you're still here, as as that's always kind of the caveat, we always say that if you're still here. <laughs> Next week we are we are doing we are folding to public pressure. We are watching Bird Box, the Netflix Sandra Bullock, Don't Drive Blindfolded. Um, I'm actually going to watch it blindfolded if that's okay. That's fine. I think actually it might make the experience better. I don't know. Um, I do typically. Maybe we should all do the podcast blindfolded. Like, what what kind of random clips am I going to play next week um, if I can't see the computer to hit play? Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's the show. Thank you guys for listening. You can check out our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Like us on Twitter, at Cheap Seat Cast. Um, Carly, what's your Twitter handle if you want to pimp that? It's up to you. She's not listening. Or she froze. I think she's frozen. Either that or she just really likes for us to see the side of her face. Oh, I think they're all frozen. Yeah, if I'm talking to myself. All right. Well, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, uh, and you please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps the show, helps people find us. And, um, and uh, yeah, that's our show. And I'm going to see if I can get people to come back. And uh, that's it. So on behalf of uh, Andrew and Sam and Carly, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>